My name is Zach Arnold. I'm a Hollywood film and television editor, a documentary director, father of two, and creator of Optimize Yourself. Since beginning my career, I have battled attention issues, anxiety, and creative burnout more times than I can keep track of. Back in 2005, after almost losing the battle with suicidal depression, I decided that I no longer wanted to sacrifice myself for the sake of my career. I was done barely surviving. I wanted to thrive. Since then, I have obsessively searched for every possible way to optimize my own creative performance. My journey is far from complete, but I have now made it my mission to shorten your learning curve so you can forge your own path to greatness without having to sacrifice balance in the process. Now it's time to start designing the optimized version of you. Hello and welcome to this bonus episode of the Optimize Yourself podcast. If you're a first-time listener, I am grateful to have you with me, and I appreciate you taking the time to focus on finding a little work-life balance and sanity in this crazy world that we live in. And if you're a long-time listener from my previous podcast, welcome to my brand new show. If you enjoy this program and you are inspired to learn more, I invite you to subscribe to this podcast in iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, or whatever app you prefer, because I have tons of great guests, giveaways, and free training coming your way on a weekly basis. Visit optimizeyourself.me slash subscribe for more info, or you can just subscribe directly in your app of choice. Today's bonus episode is an interview with Timo Ahopelto, an incredibly successful serial entrepreneur, as well as the executive chairman of the board at the company Valky, which makes one of the most revolutionary pieces of technology that I have come across in years, the Human Charger. The Human Charger is a light therapy device that looks just like an iPod Nano, and it even comes with earbuds. But the earbuds don't produce sound, they produce light. The human charger emits a UV-free white light into your ears that's absorbed by the photoreceptors in your brain, and it only takes 12 minutes per day to see the profound effects that this device has, which includes increased energy levels, improved mood, and increased mental alertness and focus. If you spend all day in a dark room like I do, or more importantly, if you do shift work, this product is an absolutely essential piece of technology in your toolbox. Now, if you're scratching your head thinking, well, this has gotta be a scam. How in the world can simply putting in earbuds for 12 minutes a day replace getting sunlight? Well, if you think that, then you need to listen to this interview because that's what I thought too, but you really need to understand this technology in much greater detail. Intracranial light therapy is very real and it is backed by science. All right, before jumping into today's episode, I have one last quick favor to ask and taking just two minutes out of your day would mean the world to me and it would help expose this program to more people that it can inspire. As my longtime listeners know, my previous podcast, Fitness and Post, had over 100 five-star reviews in iTunes, but now that I've renamed the show, I am back to zero. Thank you very much, Apple. It took me three years to earn those 100 five-star reviews, but my goal is to get this new show up to 100 five-star reviews in the next three months. And with your help, I know that we can do it together. So if you leave an honest review of the show on iTunes, and I'm heavily stressing the word honest, you are going to be eligible to win either a Topo Mat, a Topo Mini, the human charger device that's discussed in this episode, or a private one-hour coaching session via Skype with yours truly. 
I'm gonna be giving away these prizes for the months of September, October, and November. So your one review gives you three chances to win. And if you don't win for that month, your entries carry over to the next month until the giveaways are complete. To leave your honest review and register for this contest, just visit optimizeyourself.me slash review, and thank you so much in advance for your support. And now, without further ado, my interview with Timo Ahopelto, Executive Chairman of the Board at Valky, the creators of the Human Charger. To access the links and the resources discussed in this episode, and to get your Human Charger for 20% off using the coupon code OPTIMIZE, visit optimizeyourself.me slash humancharger. I'm here today with Timo Ahupelto, and hopefully that's the hardest part of the rest of the show was making sure I got your name right. So did I get your name right, Timo? Yeah, it's perfect. So it's a Finnish name with a lot of wowos and uh, kind of odd tones in it. So that was perfect. So as good as every Finn could do it. Well, considering that you are an incredibly busy and active and successful entrepreneur, and also that you're on the other end of the planet in Finland, I cannot express enough how appreciative I am that you've given me an hour of your time today. So thanks for coming on the show. Yeah, no worries. It's a lovely, lovely evening here. You know, in Finland, we have 5 million people and, uh, and, and I know a three, 3 million saunas. So these kind of, you know, hot rooms where you have the stove uh, and, and, and everything. So I'm, I'm, I'm on my country, you know, cabin. Every Finn, proper Finn or Finnish family needs to have their summer cabin somewhere in the middle of the woods. So I'm just here in the middle of the woods. So enjoying this nice summer evening. You're living my dream right now. <laughs> yeah. There's more, yeah. than, more than three to five million people just in the vicinity of me and my city right now. And I'm definitely not in the woods in a cabin. So yeah, yeah. Finland is a big and scarcely populated country. It already said in my, my school book when I was in a fifth or fourth grade. So I'm here. We could talk a lot about the, the history of Finland and summer cabins and go in that direction. But I think where I want to start instead, it is actually important that we're talking about Finland because that's kind of the genesis of what we're going to talk about today, which is the human charger. But before we go into the technology of that and the technology of light therapy, intracranial light therapy, there are a lot of different areas I want to cover. But let's just kind of start from the beginning and how Finland and the environment in Finland factors into the creation of this product. Yeah, it's. Um, I'm. I mean, uh, Finland is, is is spanning into the very kind of a northern latitudes, which which basically means that if you go to the northern and the mid part of Finland uh, during the winter time, it, it pretty much you can you can generalize that it it doesn't get light at all. So it's it's dark from the morning to the evening and and through the night. And, uh, and, and there were two individuals in northern Finland um, about a little bit less than 10 years ago, like, like 78 years ago. Uh, the other one of them was an, an engineer at Nokia, so the mobile phone giant that Apple disrupted then with the, with the touchscreen phones and iPhone. He was just so depressed during the winter, I mean, extremely depressed. And, 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 and he was thinking that, hey, you know, I need to... I just need to, you know, get this thing fixed and I need to light up the whole of my house with, you know, bright light lamps and, and all that. And he had, as an engineer, of course, a perfect sketch how to put those. And, and then he met his childhood friend who who was a, a physiologist and, and kind of a scientist on, on a brain scientist by training. And then he said to his engineer friend that, hey, you don't need to put all these lamps. You just need to get light inside of your head. Because actually your brains are sensitive to light and, and creating and controlling all the 
proteins and then everything that is needed to elevate the mood. And, and, and then, of course, the Nokia guy thought that, hey, people are used to plug everything into their ears, listening to music and doing podcasts like this. So, so why don't we just project light via the ear canal direct to the brain? And that was the genesis of Valky. And, uh, and, and they first started to cure their own friends and themselves and uh, then started to do a little bit of research. And that's how it all got started. Now, you mentioned the word Valky. That's the name of the company that creates the human charger, correct? Yeah, that's right. And explain to me what that word means, because I think that's important to all of this as well. Yeah, it's a, it's a northern Finnish dialect and it means light and fire. So uh, it's like Valky means if you have a campfire, you can say that that's a Valky. Or if you have a very bright uh, morning, you can say that that's a Valky in a northern dialect. It means light, light and fire and that kind of a positive energy that it gives you in the middle of darkness. Got it. Very cool. Okay, so I want to go deeper into some of the science and the research. But before we do that, I want to take a little bit of a step back and just help people understand the basics of how this actually works and what intracranial light therapy is. Because to most people, including me, when I first discovered this, I'm like, come on, I can wear an iPod and get like sunlight in my brain. That's a bunch of BS. So explain to me some of the, the science about how intracranial light therapy actually works. Yeah, that's right. So, um, so if you look at the um, hu- human eye or, or actually any eye of, of, of any mammal living on a planet, uh, there are photosensitive proteins in the eye. And uh, those same photosensitive proteins are also in a, in a lot of other places, you know, human body. And then one of those places is the brain. So, so actually there is plenty of photosensitive proteins which are distributed to the kind of the central areas of the human brain and, uh, and, and are, are having an effect there. And, and, and they are especially dense in an areas which are responsible for so-called hormonal functions like uh, serotonin, noradrenaline, and, and, and these sort of functions, which are, of course, controlling the circadian rhythm and they're controlling how we humans feel. And, and, and then when we are projecting light onto those areas, which also happens naturally if you are in a, in a, in a kind of outside in a sunny day, something happens. So, so these areas get activated and then they start producing these uh, hormones, which, which then turn out into kind of a positive effect on kind of the way how the brain performs and and the way how we feel uh, better. I mean, ear canal, it it sounds a little bit counterintuitive. I mean, people are saying that, hey, there can't be any photosensitive cells in your ear. And and that's right. They are not in the ear, but they're in the brain. So so the ear canal is a conduit into the brain. So so if you look at anatomy textbook um, and then you take the head and brain, you're pretty quickly kind of realize that the ear canal is a direct route from outside of the skull to inside of the skull. If you look at some of the research that have been conducted outside of this company and, and a human charger, there are reports that are reporting that you could even recognize letters or read a book inside of a human brain uh, in a bright sunny day. So, so it means that the skull and the tissue is actually letting quite a lot of sunlight into the inside of the head into the brain in you know when the sun is shining and right now the problem is of course that with our modern lifestyles and we are spending a lot of time indoors and and you know everything else you know we are just not getting that light so human life has started from from equator where you know our early ancestors were living in a conditions where they were hunting through all the days and then they went to cave in the nights 
and they got a lot of sunlight. And right now, if you are living in northern Finland or or if you are working in an office um, all day long, you are not getting that sunlight. And 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 then what we are trying to do is kind of compensate in a natural way that lack of lack of sunlight in in, in abnormal conditions. So. We are putting light into the head. <laughs> well, and it's it's funny that you mention offices in conjunction with people that live in Finland, because clearly I'm not speaking to an audience that is living, uh, maybe some people, but the vast majority of my audience does not live in high northern latitudes. However, what's so ironic is that a lot of my audience is in either Los Angeles and Hollywood, maybe in New York. I have people all over the world, but the highest concentration of my industry is in Los Angeles. Everybody equates Los Angeles with sun and beaches. But everybody that listens to this is probably shaking their head thinking, um, I'm in a dark room without windows for like 12 hours a day. So they never get any sunlight. And that's actually how I came to this product initially. I had heard about this product on the Ben Greenfield podcast because he's basically my WebMD. Um, and he's been on the show several times. And he talked about this. And I was getting ready to do a two-month job where I knew it was going to be six to seven-day weeks. It was going to be 12 to 16 hours a day for the whole two months. And I was in a windowless room. And I was terrified. Because I hate not being around light. My circadian rhythms get completely messed up. I already deal with depression and anxiety and attention issues regardless of whether or not I have circadian rhythm problems. So I said, oh my God, this product, like there's no better testing ground for this product for me than right now. Because this is pretty much the most extreme condition where other than walking from my car to my office, I didn't see the sunlight ever for two straight months. And I swear to God, this product basically changed my life. And I'll go into a couple of the other thing. Like there, there are some effects that I want to get into a little bit later when we talk about these specific areas. But for now, I just kind of want to talk about the idea of circadian rhythms and how our exposure to light affects our health and our mood. Yeah, that's right. Because um, I mean, it, it kind of sounds surprising that at that first hand, you can say that, hey, it's surprising that you have this strong effect with the product in this two-month period. But then on the other hand, I'm not surprised at all. And, and the reason why I'm not surprised is that, I mean, the humans are like animals who are supposed to have a circadian rhythm. So if you look at our planet, I mean, I mean, all life is synchronized by light. So you have the daily rhythmicity, you have, you know, annual rhythmicity with winter and, winter and summer. And, and the daily rhythmicity is absolutely the key. I mean, we are supposed to be in the dark during the nights and we are supposed to have sun in the days and if we don't have it our hormonal functions are getting messed up so it means that you are not producing you know melatonin uh, during the nighttime and you are not producing the day hormones like serotonin during the daytime and then if your circadian rhythm gets messed up in the northern latitudes it, it leads to the phenomena called winter depression which is a very severe condition if you are spending your, your time in a dark room for two months, it, it, I, I guess that it definitely leads to the similar type of condition. And, and, and that's what you are kind of experiencing the relief of when, when you are using Valkyrie is that you are able, or human charts, you are able to synchronize and, and maintain your daily rhythmicity and, and circadian rhythm. And then if you don't have it, your hormones, they just totally get messed up. And, and then over time, as we know, I mean, it, it causes all sorts of things like, uh, you know, your metabolic functions get distorted and you can even develop like really severe things like non-benign tumors and, and all these sort of things over time. So, um, 
So it's it's a serious stuff. So so I'm I'm glad that you you kind of forgot the remedy out of the product. Yeah, and you you talk you know about major depression being an issue there. Here, I know the one thing we talk about a lot is seasonal affective disorder, where even in the winter and like you know the the upper states like in the Midwest, I came from Wisconsin originally. That's a huge thing in the winter because for like six months a year you barely see the sun. But it's totally different than when there's literally no sunlight in a place like Finland. But even you know the the smaller amounts when it is still there can have a huge effect on your biology. And some people think, oh, well, it's just in your head and you're you're just moody because you can't get outside, but it's actually hormones and science and biology. So it's, it's just the way that we're wired. Yeah, that's right. I, I think that you said it really well, that it's just the way how we are wired. And, and another thing is jet lag. I mean, we have been um, doing research with, uh, with shift work and, and, and jet lag with the product, you know, people are typically associated. It's exactly like you said, is that like with the winter depression or, or with shift work, people are just in a way that, hey, this is just a little bit abnormal and I'm just, of course, not feeling that well. Uh, with jet lag, it's the same thing. So people are feeling that I'm tired because I'm traveling and I'm tired because I don't get enough sleep. But but that's the other part of the jet lag. But the, but the major part of the jet lag is because your circadian rhythm gets messed up. So it means that you travel to a new time zone, your body is expecting sunlight, but it's dark, or your body is expecting that it's dark, but it's still sunlight, which means that your hormones get messed up, which basically means that you feel tired and dizzy and, and an even kind of nauseous. And, and, and that's what, uh, for example, in this transatlantic travel where the company has studied this for jet lag remedy, it has kind of helped people to recover in jet lag about twice as fast as, as the kind of a control group in these trials. And, and, and the reason, so like we said, is that it, it kind of gets people sink to the sun as, as, as they should be. So, um, I mean, there's a lot of these things. I mean, the light, I've always been thinking that, that if I was a young scientist right now and, and, and I was interested in, in, in humans, I would start studying light and brain. And for the reason that light is so undervalued cure to many things today, because it's kind of a taken for granted. And, and, you know, drug companies are developing medications, but our modern lifestyle, like you were saying, like a two months in a dark room, they don't allow us to be in these kind of natural conditions where we should be. And, and it's leading into all sorts of things. The second thing is brain. I mean, it's so uncharted territory still that there's a lot of like a brain research that we are going to uncover within the next decade or so and and i think that more and more i mean there are even like some companies like philips the big electronics giant has realized the importance of light i mean you look at apple uh, how the screen color the background color is changing you know to allow you know the not to be exposed to the blue light uh, that is killing you melatonin and, and, you know, destroying you sleep. So all of these sort of discoveries are kind of coming into mainstream. And it's, of course, very exciting. So so we are on that same ray of products or, or science with, with Human Charger. Yeah, and like you said, it's just one of those things that's taken for granted. And you think, oh, well, I need to get healthy. So that means that I need to exercise five days a week and I need to eat a good diet and I need to get plenty of sleep. But if you're doing all that and you're not managing your exposure to the proper amounts of light, all of this can still get messed up because all of these systems work together. And I didn't realize that for years and years and years until one day I was like, oh, wait, 
I never see the sunlight ever. And I got my vitamin D levels checked and my vitamin D levels were through the floor. And that's kind of one of the essential vitamins that's actually considered like a pseudo hormone that is that so much drives all the, the different chemical and biological functions in both your body and your brain. That's when I realized that, oh, I need to take this light thing seriously. Yeah, that, that's right. I think that you are totally correct there. And uh, it's interesting. I mean, there's a one guy, uh, American scientist, um, Dr. Norman Rosenthal, uh, who is one of the people who are, are kind of considered to be the kind of inventors of light therapy. And, and now I'm talking about the traditional light boxes and kind of staring at the bright light lamp for, for one hour per day uh, in the morning. And, uh, and, and he was saying that when they started to study kind of a light therapy in the 70s and 80s, people were not taking them seriously. So they were saying that, hey, you know, it, it needs to be a medication. So the light cannot cure anything. So it's too, it's too light. So the light is too light. So it's, it's not the real therapy. So we need to have chemicals and, and all that. And, and, and he said, when I, when I had a call with him, uh, he said that, like, it's interesting that it has been taking like a 30 years. And right now, all of a sudden, people are starting to take light as a kind of a serious form of therapy and, and an understanding that the lack of light can uh, produce all sorts of conditions. And uh, I mean, everybody is knowing this. And I mean, if you are in Wisconsin in winter and, 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 and it's very dark and it's cold and everything, and then when you get to the California, Los Angeles, uh, when it's a lot of sun and it's warm, I mean, you are immediately in a day or two, you are getting this refreshing effect that you are starting to feel better and more energized and, and all that. So that's one part of the light. And, and then the other part is this kind of a synchronizing the hormonal controls and, and, and everything else. So it has these kind of a two sides, which are, which are really important. So um, it's, um, it's an exciting product. I'm so like, it has been quite the ride. And, and, and we are kind of learning every day a lot how the brain functions. And now when we started, for example, I mean, these proteins called opsins are in the heart of the Hard of kind of why this works and what is the biological mode of action. And, and when Walke uh, started to develop human charger, like I said, in, in 2008, 2009, initially, uh, there wasn't any research, almost any research about these opsins. I mean, people didn't know, the science community didn't know that how these opsins are reacting to light and what are the kind of spectrums that they work and, and everything else. And right now, during the past 10 years, understanding has, has increased a lot. And, and, and also other groups than, than the Finnish groups have been studying, you know, how these uh, proteins are, are distributed in a brain and, and what are the possible functions and, and everything. So, like I said, if I would be a young scientist, I would probably probably focus on, on, on the brain because there are so many discoveries to be still done. It's a very difficult organ, of course, to study and a very complicated organ, but very exciting. Yeah, exactly. And uh, I want to start getting into some of the, the protocols, kind of the actual technology, how it functions and all that. But the one thing left that I want to emphasize before we start digging into all of that is talking about this idea of how important light is. One of the biggest and most eye-opening discoveries that I've had in learning about light and how it affects sleep and affects your health is that if you do shift work, so meaning that you work during the night and you sleep 
during the day, even if you're getting eight to nine hours of sleep and you're eating well, just the fact that you're doing shift work has now been classified as a class 2A carcinogen. So for anybody that's thinking that light isn't really that big of a deal, you might as well just go to your job and your boss says, you know what? One of your requirements is you're going to have to smoke a pack of cigarettes a day. Is that okay? With you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's good. And that's what I was alluding a little bit earlier. And I thought that, is it too 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 harsh to say in a show but but it is i mean all the shift work and and, and this I, I mean if your hormonal controls are messed up and your hormonal functions are messed up because all these like your diabetic consequences people are talking about cancer and, and, and everything else so we need to take this seriously yeah exactly and i i'm hoping that for everybody listening that does work in the dark all day long like i have before or you do shift work you realize this is really something I need to pay attention to, but I'm I'm not going to quit my job tomorrow and go meditate at the top of the mountain when the sun rises. Like, we want to be practical. And that's one of the reasons I gravitated to this product is I'm like, oh, my God, this is so stinking easy to use. So let's start talking about how we actually use it on a daily basis. Yeah, that's right. So typically for kind of increasing the energy, and I would be actually happy to hear how you what has been working for you, so what has been the best regimen for yourself. But uh, but the kind of a starting usage um, that is recommended is uh, one daily dose, uh, either in the morning or in the evening. It's 12 minutes, so, so the device really looks like iPod. It's a kind of a small, sleek device where you only have a one button. And, and when, it, when you take it out of the box and then press once, it has these uh, two earbuds that are emitting like a blue enriched uh, white light uh, via these uh, LED lights. And, uh, and then you're just holding those lights in your ear for 12 minutes. It automatically stops the kind of after 12 minutes, the treatment. And, uh, and then this dose is, like I said, once a day. Uh, typically, people start trialing it in a way that they take it in the morning, like one hour or half an hour after they wake up. And, uh, and, and then if, if they don't get any effect with that, they then turn it into the evening dose. Our kind of a trials and, and uh, the feedback we are getting from the users, uh, it's typically in a way that, like I would say that 80, 70 to 80 percent of people are responding to morning dose and, and, and then uh, 20 to 30 percent to the evening dose. Yeah, so so that's the kind of a basic use. And, and, and then for jet lag, we have an a iPhone and Android app that is where you're kind of inputting your flight details and then it starts reminding you when to take the dose. It's basically three, uh, three daily doses, uh, which are then timed based on where you leave and then where you're landing. And, and then, of course, on your way back. So, so, so that's a kind of a basic. And, and then people, of course, have their variations. And, and I would be really happy to be interested in hearing kind of how you are using it in this your job, which is very, very specific this kind of, how did you do it in this two months? Did you do a one daily dose in the morning, evening, or, or how did you how did you pace it? Sure, yeah, so the I'll go into my routine, but I just wanna hit this, this point home one more time for people. Basically, the usage of this is use your iPod for 12 minutes a day. Like, that's it. If you're thinking, well, it can't be that easy. It, it, it literally looks like an iPod Nano, a little tiny thing. It weighs maybe, what, an ounce, two ounces. It fits in the smallest of the small pockets. You put in earbuds, you press the button, 
and that's it. You can, you don't, it's not even like you have to be meditating. I've used it while I was working. So kind of the, the protocol that I use based on the recommendations that you guys had given in the documentation, I didn't use it for jet lag because obviously I was going to be in the same time zone. The only traveling that I was doing was driving, but I used it, I believe at the time I was doing it four times per day. It was either three or four times per day for 12 minutes. And I did it every two hours. So I started when I woke up, then I did it right before I left for work, then I did it two more times at work. And the here, where it got a little bit complicated is that for me to say, oh, well, I felt so much better and all these other things, I was at a brand new job that was really, really stressful. So it's not like I can say I felt tremendously better using it. It's just that I didn't feel as, as horrible as I thought that I would. But here was the giant aha moment where I said, oh my God, this stuff is amazing. I have never, ever in my whole life been a morning person. Yeah. For 37 years, I have just been the worst human being for like the first hour of the day, right? I could never wake up, like ask my parents when I was a kid. It was just a nightmare waking me up. Coffee didn't do anything. And what I noticed starting to happen is that I was naturally waking up earlier without an alarm. And I already felt awake and energized. And no matter what I've done my whole life, exercise, supplements, sleeping earlier, it didn't matter. I never got to that point. I now naturally, with no supplementation necessary, no alarms, whatever, I can wake up between 5.30 and 6 in the morning, get up, feel good. I'm My head is clear. I exercise and I don't need coffee. The only thing that I can attribute that to is this device. Nothing else has ever done that. So that's how I know this actually works. Yeah, and it's this is actually... Actually, actually, what a lot of people who are using this to increase their energy are feeling. And, and, and it is a kind of a derivative of, of what we have been discussing during the show earlier about these hormonal controls and kind of a natural uh, kind of a daily rhythmicity of, you know, how the day and night hormones are working and, and, and all that. And especially if you have been right now in this two-month thing in these abnormal conditions and, and everything, I mean... What, what, what this basically does is it, it kind of a signals to your body uh, during those, you are using it every two hours, like, like how people are, are using it in jet lag uh, based on this app, what it recommends you to do, uh, kind of a three doses a day every two hours. I, I mean, that's the way how how you are signaling really to your body that, hey, it's a day and, 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 and your body is kind of... Uh, kind of naturally adapting into, into this. I mean, people who are, for example, don't feel energized during the winter months and, and then they start using this, the first thing that they are reporting is exactly what you said, is, you know, normally during the winter months, what I'm, when I'm not getting enough light, I'm feeling tired in the morning, I can't start myself. And, and when they start using this, they wake up naturally, they feel energized, they don't feel like this dizzy in the morning and, and, and all that. So I'm, I'm really happy that it kind of worked for you because this is exactly how it should work, <laughs> well, what you described. And there are several other, I, I don't want to use the word side effects, so positive effects. We can actually talk about if there are side effects a little bit later, but positive effects. One of which was that I found, like I said, I was in this dark room and it wasn't even like I got out of my office in the hallway, there were lights. This whole facility, I was working at Universal Studios, 
this whole hallway everywhere, there was no light coming in at all. So you never have a sense of the time of day. But when I was using the human charger, I still intrinsically felt like, oh, it's getting towards the evening and, you know, I should be getting tired now, as opposed to when I've worked in these environments in the past, it'll be 10 o'clock at night. And in a bubble, if somebody said what time of day it is, I'd be like, oh, I think it's about four or five o'clock in the afternoon. And then you walk outside and you're like, oh my God, it's pitch black. What time is it? That effect went away just using the human charger. Yeah, 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 exactly. And that's good for your health. <laughs> yeah, it's great. It was great for my health because I was, e even though I was working long hours, I was still tired at the right times of day and my sleep was more regulated. But the other thing that was really interesting, and this was something that um, you guys had sent me was kind of this questionnaire because I had asked, listen, I want to be able to kind of track my progress. Do you have like an energy tracking worksheet or just anything to quantify it? And you guys sent a sheet, but it was very, very, different than what I expected because it asks questions like how you know are you craving carbohydrates in the afternoon yeah, and yeah, how yeah. is your sleep quality like all these different effects so go into some of these deeper effects that come from regulating your circadian rhythm that goes beyond just I'm waking up earlier or I feel better because there were some really interesting ones I didn't expect yeah that's right it's um I mean I'm, I'm referring a lot to the uh venal depression or, or seasonal affective disorder but it's almost like and it's, of course, not relevant for people who are living in Los Angeles, but, but it's kind of a taking this phenomena to the extreme because pretty much, like I said, what it means that you put a person to live in a total darkness for, you know, five months of the year. And, and then people are developing this seasonal affective disorder pretty much during the first month or first kind of a three weeks of, of, of that dark season. And, and what it means is like we have covered many times is that your hormones get messed up and, and, and then... What are the effects? So the effects are that you are tired, you are not sleeping really well, uh, you are craving for sweets and carbohydrates. It's very difficult to wake up in the mornings. You, you, you kind of adjust rather. And if you take this depression into the extremes, these people are kind of gaining a lot of weight during those winter months. And, uh, and, and they are just like totally dysfunctional. So they're sleeping like 18 hours a day. So, so if you take the winter depression to the extremes, and, uh, and, and it just seems that these hormone, hormones, when they get messed up because the light conditions get messed up, you, you know, somehow, somehow we start to crave for things that we shouldn't be craving for. And, uh, and it's, of course, of course, not good for the things that we have been discussing. So, and, and, and people don't realize it. I mean, people are just kind of, because it's, it's, I mean, not a lot of people are that alert on, on their own kind of uh, needs and wants and, and how they behave and, 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 you know, what is correlated to what. So I'm right now I'm working on this crunch on the studio. So I'm craving for sweets and eating a lot of chocolate and gaining weight and I'm not kind of uh, waking up fresh in the morning. So they're just thinking in a way that, hey, it's just a stressful project and it will go away. But they don't realize that actually, yeah, it's, it's true that you're in a stressful project and you are, you are pulling long hours. But that is not actually the reason, but the reason is how your physiology works and, uh, and that your physiology is distorted. It, well, it's also, it's kind of a, a vicious cycle that people don't realize. And they, a lot of times, will just blame themselves like, oh, I just, I don't have the motivation to eat better. I don't have the willpower to eat better. And they don't realize that it's just this cycle, this black vortex that you got sucked into where you're working a little bit later, you're getting a little bit less light, your sleep isn't 
quite as good, which means that you're not producing enough melatonin, which means that all of a sudden you're craving sweets, which means that you are now having sugar crashes, which means now I have low energy, so I need more caffeine, so I need Red Bull. And then it just spirals and every single aspect gets worse and worse and worse until you get to the point where you're like, I could never make these changes. So it's it's all about your biology just being whacked out and just everything being all over the place as opposed to, oh, I'm just a bad person and I make poor choices. Yeah, that's right. And and that's how, how we wanted to develop human chargers in a way that, uh, I mean, of course, there are no easy fixes to these lifestyle challenges. And, 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 and if you take like 12 minutes of light a day with the with with press of a one pattern, of course, it's not you know, fixing everything. But, but what we wanted to do is a, is a device that, that is portable. It is like you were saying that it's, it's very easy to use. You shouldn't have like uh, any excuse why not to use it because you can carry it. The battery lasts for, for one week and uh, with the one charge. And uh, it's, it's very like you can use it everywhere. Like you said, I mean, people are using this when they're commuting or preparing for breakfast or, you know, reading, you know, morning newspaper or whatever. So, so there's a, it, it, it is so easy. I mean, an alternative light therapy is, 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 of course, to go with the traditional bright light therapy lamps, which are these kind of a bigger uh, units that are projecting very bright light. But, but then you should be using those at least for one hour per day and, and be, be, be kind of very close to them for that one hour. And it's, of course, really difficult for a lot of people to, to, to be, you know, in arms, at arm's length at those devices for, for several hours per day when, when you need to be moving and, and, you know, switching positions and, you know, taking kids here and there and going to the meetings and whatever. So, so it's difficult to find that time during the day. So, so what we wanted to do is really a device that could kind of fit into the lifestyles that we are living right now. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you can jump on the bus or the subway or get in your car and like have a light box in your hands um, and use it for an hour. I mean, that would be pretty absurd. And you really, it's it's hard to even kind of do it in your office, especially if people are going to be coming out, if you're going to be working with people. It can be distracting. But I've had the human charger on in my ears and people walk in and they just assume I'm listening to music or whatever. So it's it's not disruptive at all. They don't even ask me like, oh, hey, what is that? They just assume I'm listening to music. So it really is completely invisible. Um, and what now now that we kind of have an idea of what the process looks like, you put on the, the iPod nano device, you put the earbuds in your ear, you use it for, you know, 12, like for example, now I don't do the three to four times a day. Now that my rhythms have shifted, I just do 12 minutes right when I wake up in the morning when I'm doing meditation. But what I want to understand now is what exactly is in the earbud that's going into my brain? Because if I'm going to put an earbud in my ear that's going to shine something on my brain, I want to know what it is. So what spectrum of light are we talking about? And are there any dangerous spectrums? Because some light is good for us and some light isn't. Yeah. So I think that you are kind of touching the really, really right topic here when you're talking about the light spectrum. Because if you if you just talk about the light intensity, uh, and I'm just kind of gearing a little bit speed here uh, to kind of explain the background. Typically, for example, the light therapy lamps, so the traditional kind of the bigger light boxes, they are saying that this is like a 10,000 lux. So the lux is the kind of uh, measure for light intensity, but it doesn't tell what is the spectrum of light. Uh, if you are in an office lighting, you know, there's a certain level of light kind of a power that is projecting, but, but, but typically, of course, the kind of uh, office lighting doesn't 
talk about, you know, what is the spectrum of the light. It would be too complicated, of course. Typically, the artificial lights, uh, they can be very sporadic spectrum. So, so our, our human eye is actually pretty bad at, you know, feeling that spectrum out because we are only kind of uh, recognizing colors. And, of course, you can get the white light with, the, you know, a lot of different spectrums. So if you look at the kind of a really poor quality light bulb, it has a very sporadic spectrum. If you look at the sunlight, it's a very continuous kind of a nice kind of evenly distributed curve across the kind of a blue, green, and, 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 and then when you're getting to the longer wavelengths in the red areas. And then it's a kind of a really nice kind of evenly distributed, a little bit tilted towards blue for the reason that you know, we have the atmosphere and the sky looks blue because of that. So, so it has a little bit more on a kind of a blue side. And, and what we have in human charger is we are kind of emulating kind of a sunlight uh, spectrum. So it's a very continuous spectrum where you have a little bit more blue than, than other colors. And, and, and the reason for blue is, is in a way that the blue lights and, and the blue spectrum area is, is, is very essential for these opsin proteins that are inside of your head. So a lot of these opsins are, are really sensitive to blue light spectrum areas. And, and, and that's why, why, why we have that in, in here as well. And what comes to the kind of intensity, we are, we are kind of the intensity of this light that we are using in the device. It's, it's, it's close to the kind of a bright sunlight. So emulating the, the, the situation that if you would be outside and, and just kind of enjoying a, a sunny day, you know, without your hat on, in a, in a park or wherever you, you would be. So that, that's the kind of, so we are trying to get as, as close to natural as, as, as we ever can. We have done a lot of research and of course there's a lot of units out there, close to 100,000 users already. We have been getting surprisingly little kind of a side effects or kind of an unwanted side effects. Typically what people are, are saying, if they have any side effects is that they are reporting like similar type of feelings that if they are in a too bright sunlight. So, so some people, if they all of a sudden they get out there and the sun is shining very brightly, they might get like a headache or, or this type of feeling a little bit dizzy. So, so, so these type of reports that we are getting, but they are very rare. So it's kind of a less than, than one out of thousand people who are reporting these. And, uh, and, and they, they get, get off when they uh, reduce the amount of light. So, so you can reduce it very easily in a way that you press uh, that one button that is in a device for three seconds. And, and then it reduces the time from 12 minutes to nine minutes. And it reduces the light intensity from like 100% to 75%. So it kind of reduces the intensity by 25%. And then if you press it another three seconds, it again takes like... Uh, three minutes out and, and another 25% out of the maximum light intensity. So, so that's the kind of a way how we are managing this and, and the type of the light spectrum that, that we are projecting. So let me ask you this question then. Let's say that I were doing an experiment and I were to tell somebody that you're going to be in total darkness with no exposure to light for 23 hours and 48 minutes per day. One person stands in bright sunlight for 12 minutes in the morning. One person uses the human charger for 12 minutes in the morning. What are the different 
exposures that they're getting and kind of the, the different effects? Because obviously somebody could say in Los Angeles, well, I'm just going to go stand outside in the sun for 12 minutes in the morning and save myself some money. There are other people in other states and other countries where they may not even have that option. But what would the difference be between those two scenarios? Yeah, it's a very interesting, actually. It's, it's like a very interesting A and B test that, that is something that we should probably test to get a kind of a, the, the, the real answer into it. But, but this kind of a light getting via the ear canals is, is, is so much more powerful. So you could, you could think it almost in a way that if you have a traditional bright light therapy lamp, which is like uh, 60 to 90 minutes that you should be staring at the lamp on a very close distance, and, uh, and uh, right now with the human charger device, we are getting the same effect with 12 minutes. So, so I think that the correct, like the correct comparison should be that that person should be, you know, standing in the sun at least for that one hour. And, uh, and, and, and the sun should then be really bright to get the similar effect that we are talking about here with the 12 minutes on a daily basis. Then in, in the conditions like you were saying, that if the, if the rest of the day is totally dark, I mean, it's, it's like a totally dark and you can't see outside and you can't feel what time of the day it is, then I, then I think that you need to take more doses like we are recommending in, a, in the jet lag where you're taking three times a day because you need to have more signals to your body. Uh, than, than once in the morning, uh, you, you know, to keep it in the sink. Now, when we're talking about sunlight exposure versus the light exposure in your ear, it sounds like part of the difference, and this is probably not the right scientific term, but just in the kind of layman's terms, is that it like it's it's more concentrated and it's like you're sat it's more saturating when you're doing it directly through the ear canal rather than being a little bit more dispersed when you're in sunlight. Is that kind of a, a, a generic yeah, it's good, a good explanation? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's a good generic explanation for that. I think that it's a, it's a really well put. Got it. So, so then let me ask you this question. One of the other benefits that we get from sunlight exposure that goes beyond just circadian rhythm would be the creation of vitamin D. Does the human charger have anything to do with the synthesis of vitamin D in the body? We haven't measured it. And, and my understanding is, is really that the vitamin D is a, is a skin reaction. And, uh, and, and here I need to say that the skin is actually having those same photosensitive proteins and protein families that we are seeing in the brain. And, and on, the, on the skin, they are responsible for producing this vitamin D and being these photoreceptors that are then starting this kind of a vitamin production. And in the brain, they then have a, they are kind of a receptors for the light and starting these kind of a hormonal processes. And, uh, and, and, and of course, I mean, if you are living in the dark and you can't be outside, you should be eating vitamin D because otherwise you lack it. So, so, so if you are living in a dark conditions, uh, human charger is not replacing the, the, the vitamin D. It's, it's, by the way, very interesting because when you are then looking at this um, winter depression research, vitamin D is not curing winter depression. So people who have these low feelings during uh, dark you know, periods of the year, if they are taking in vitamin D alone without any light, uh, their symptoms are not actually going away, so they're staying the same. So the vitamin D is, is, is not alone, uh, you know, responsible for these kind of mood-elevating factors, but it needs to be, need, needs to be accompanied by, by, by or with light. So, so, so those two things are, 
are, are kind of working in tandem. Yeah, and I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned that, and that was the reason I brought up the question, is that I don't want somebody to think this is just a replacement for sunlight, because there are other benefits that come from sunlight. And I tell anybody in my industry that comes to me, and specifically when they asked about supplements, but just kind of general health, I say there is a giant spectrum of things that you can do, but really where everybody should start, and there's no wrong answer, is vitamin D and omega-3 fish oil supplementation. Those together are just kind of, they're just kind of givens unless you're somebody that works outside, you get a lot of exposure to sunlight. Those have kind of changed my life. And no matter what experimenting I'm doing, trying different supplements, going off this, trying that, vitamin D and fish oil, those are just permanently in my diet, permanently in my budget. It's just part of my life. So I don't want people to think, oh, well, I'm getting all the positive benefits of sunlight just by sticking these things in my ear. You get a lot yeah. of them, but not all of them. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the human body is such a complicated thing and, and, and there's no like a one thing that will cure it all. And, and then it's a, com it's a kind of a collection of things, collection of many things. And, uh, and, 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 and I know if, if we want to expand it a little bit, I mean, you, you know, humans are, are expected to, you know, be in the dark during the nights, you know, sleeping at least, you know, seven to eight hours a day. Then you're supposed to get up, you know, get out of the cave to the sunlight. You are, you're starting to hunt, right? So you start, you know, physical exercise. And then towards the evening, you are getting lazy again. You get back to the cave and you, you know, you look at the campfire and then you go to bed. And then in the next morning, the same thing continues, right? I mean, we are very similar by our genes, uh, you know, compared to those cavemen who we are kind of originally coming from and and and, and right now if you if, if you then look at kind of what is required and what we are not doing really well is i mean a lot of people they are not exposing themselves into light in the morning because they are in the offices they are in the tubes you know they are in the uh, universal studios you know editing you know offices and and and, and all of these kind of sort of things are contributing that we are so far away you know, from how we are kind of built to be living. And I don't want to sound any kind of a new age or anything like this here, but for, for humans, the best, if you would think it this way, would be in a way that like every day you would get good amount of sleep, you would get good amount of light, you would get good amount of exercise. And, uh, and, and, and this is the kind of a combination, of course, with the, with the nutrition that, kind of keeps you fit and keeps you health. And, and that gets back to your earlier point about this fish oil and vitamin D. And, and, and it's, it's not the one thing, but it's, it's a combination of things. So, so if you want to kind of really get fixed to your health and, and you are living this kind of abnormal kind of a life with, uh, with a lot of kind of a twisted circadian rhythm issues and, and everything, I mean, the best thing that you could do is, like you said, like a continuum that vitamin D you know, have human charger and, and, and then try to put some part of exercise in the early part of the day. It doesn't need that, you know, you need to run half marathon every morning, but just like having a little bit faster and, and a longer walk to the bus or tram station or wherever you are going might just be enough to kind of wake you up in the morning. I mean, I'm, for example, in a, in a way that if, 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 I'm, if I'm having a morning meeting where I need to commute because I'm I'm lucky that I'm, I'm living very close. I have a kind of a 20-minute walk to, to my office. So I'm very lucky in that sense that I can walk 20 minutes very fast every morning. And then I feel very energized every morning. But if I need to commute to a meeting and I don't get that 20 minutes every morning, I'm just so, 
you know, not feeling good for the rest of the day and, and not necessarily or, or certainly for the first part of the day and the first meeting. So I kind of, uh, I've been always wondering that how can all these people be commuting and not having this kind of uh, getting your blood circulation and metabolism going in the morning when you wake up. Yeah, and as, as somebody who's worked in Los Angeles for 15 years, I spent way too much of my life sitting in a car, sitting in traffic. And I can tell you the difference between being in my car for 90 minutes, walking into work and how I feel then versus how I feel when I walk to work. Because for example, I'm at a job during the summer right now where I can walk to my office. I'm a different person, not just when I get there, but for the whole day just because of that activity. And I have a whole online learning program called Move Yourself that walks through how people can develop new habits to just be moving more throughout the day, generate more energy. And I think that really the the human charger is just going to be one of those components that I can kind of add to the protocol because it's super easy, doesn't take a lot of effort, but it helps energize you. But the kind of the the last thing, and I want to be very respectful of your time because we're getting very close to the end, but the last question that I had that I think is important is we've talked about the treatment protocol in the sense of dealing with jet lag, changing time zones. We talked some about how, for me, I use that to just start waking up a little bit earlier and get through these long days. But now, how would somebody use this if they just are stuck in a job where they know they're going to be working at night and that's not going to change for a period of time? So we're not trying to shift a rhythm because they're changing time zones, but somebody, is they just know that for the next six months, I'm working nights. How can they use this? on a regular basis to help offset that? Yeah, so it's typically, this This actually gets very individual because people's kind of uh, rhythms and, and, and the kind of natural rhythms are, are can be very different. But, uh, but, but those people who are working through the nights, and I mean, they are typically using human charger. They are using it in the days or in the, in the days when they're working through the nights, they're using it like like you have been using it, but during the night time. So instead of kind of a protecting light in the morning at, you know, 8 a.m., 10 a.m., at noon, you know, 2 p.m. and so forth, they are protecting it like 7 p.m. when if they wake up, for example, at, at 4, 4 p.m. or 5 p.m. and their shift starts at like uh, 7 p.m. or 8 p.m., they start using it kind of in the evening like they would otherwise be using it during the day. And, uh, and and by that way they are kind of keeping up the energy levels energy levels during the shift work. So so that's that's how people are using it, y- using it. And, and and then in a similar way, like you are using it for, for jet lag, which is also related to these circadian rhythms. Is that everybody who has been suffering from jet lag know that there is this like a midday, you know, the one 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 o'clock or two o'clock meetings are the worst because then you are really hitting with this kind of a jet lag feeling. And then everybody who is working shift work kind of knows that this like 1 a.m., 2 a.m., you know, 3 a.m., you know, feelings are the worst. And then those are the times when you should be using then human charger to kind of a signal to your body that it's, it's still like a few hours to go during my day right now. Because effectively what you want to do with human charger is you want, you want to signal to your brain and, and, and to your body in a broader sense that, that, that hey, for my body, I'm, I'm supposed to continue working right now and, and, and I not go to sleep uh, for, for a number of hours to come. So, so it means that, for example, if, if, if you are using this in the midday, you know, you are telling to your body that, hey, there's still like a five to six hours to go before it's evening and, and I'm starting to get to bed. 
after that in a similar fashion if you're using this at the kind of 1 a.m 2 a.m 3 a.m if, if you are getting to bed at you know 8 or 9 a.m you're kind of signaling to to your body in a way that hey although it's dark and although it's a funny kind of a time right now what, what my body is feeling I'm, I'm kind of signaling to it that hey we still need to kind of keep going and by that way you're altering that circadian rhythm that you are naturally inclined to so um so, so that's that, that's how people are using it. Start using it in the beginning of the shift, and then continue using it when 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 you're starting to feel feel tired on those like uh, like early hours. Awesome. Well, uh, this has been tremendously beneficial just for me. Even I've learned a lot, even though I've been using this product for several months, I've already done the research. There's several things that even I am more excited about having learned and being able to, to do. But I hope that the people that are listening that work in my industry or work in similar creative industries where your environment is largely in dark spaces in front of computers, the human charger is literally a lifesaver and can change the way that you feel throughout the day, change your creative output, your ability to generate creative thoughts. It really, really is an, a fantastic product. If you want to learn more and pick one up, just go to optimizeyourself.me slash human charger. And Timo, I cannot thank you enough for taking the time all the way in Finland at night in your deep remote cabin in the woods. So thank you so much for, for being here. I really, really appreciate it. No worries. No worries. It has been a pleasure. So hopefully I didn't sound too funny with my accent. Thank you for listening to this bonus episode of the Optimize Yourself podcast. To access the various links and resources mentioned in this episode, please visit optimizeyourself.me slash human charger. Also, as a final quick reminder, you could win a Topomat, Topo Mini, human charger device, or even a one-hour coaching session via Skype with yours truly. All it takes to win is two minutes to leave an honest review of the show on iTunes to be eligible for prizes throughout the months of September, October, and November. Visit optimizeyourself.me review for more instructions and to register your review. You can also check back at the same page at the beginning of each month to see if you are a winner. Thank you for listening. Be well.